This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. to hate Brighton. Homophobia, homophobia doesn't need to be one of them. Follow us on Twitter at Proud and Palace. Right, here we go. Hello and welcome to Homestar Radio. My name is Chris Hamblin and I, I mean you'll see this live guys, <laughs> I am your host tonight as we look back at... Uh, Can I touch your face? <laughs> I mean it would be, you know, go on quickly. Oh, right. so hot. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But anyway, so <coughs> we're sitting in Albert's... What, what room is this? this is the drawing room. The conservatory. Uh, it's the extension. Yeah. <laughs> the new bit. The new, yeah. Okay. It's, I think it's the south wing, actually. I think yeah, the, yeah. the sunrise over <laughs> there, south wing. I did hear you banish your poor wife to the west wing. Yeah, she's at the opposite end of the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watching the FA Cup. So, there we go. Uh, so I'm here with Terence, DR and Albert. And uh, we've just, not that long ago, left Vicarage Road after which witnessing a, a zero zero, as the Americans call it. <laughs> They're so polite. Uh, I know. Uh, that's interesting. My uh, iPad chose to make that noise then. Still. Do you know what the worst thing about that zero zero is? What? Is that we've now got to talk about it. We have, yeah. I mean, it's not a, a huge amount to say, but there are some very important things. Like, I can see. T-Bone is itching to get some stuff <laughs> off of his chest. Um, but we, we have to start, as we, we always do, talking about the, the choice Roy's made in terms of line-up and tactics. So he's gone with the same team, which I guess you can kind of understand that it's a winning team. And as much as... I think we covered this on, on, the, on the, review of, uh, the review last week. I think as much as Joel Ward struggled at times he also did some very good things in that game as well namely the, the clearance after the Hennessy save so showing that little bit of experience so it's not the worst thing in the world that, that he started this match but DR you weren't happy from, from minute one yeah I wanted Wan-Bissaka to start and you <coughs> even started saying Wan-Bissaka instead of Basika I've noticed <laughs> <laughs> that's how desperate yeah, he is to see him exactly um, I wanted him to start I was disappointed he was dropped against Brighton in the first place and um, and then the next game comes. I thought he'll go back into the side, um, but he's still not there. I don't know. I don't know why. Um, is, is it a mistake? Is he? Why would you rest him? That's another thing. It's not resting. So I actually don't know why he's not putting him back into the side. No, I mean we've heard a couple of things floating around. We terms in terms of on the rumor mill. There's yeah. suggestions that maybe uh, um, the other players have to do a little bit of coaching with with the Saka and that. You know, obviously that they're finding that hard in the current situation, the current climate with um, 
you know, with points being so vital, maybe it's mm. not the right time for, for a player that you do have to coach through. And of course you do, you would have to coach a young player through. I mean, you have to coach Patrick Van Armholt through quite a lot as well sometimes, <laughs> don't you? But uh, that, is, that is really more of a joke for earlier in the season when he was awful, but he's been very, very good for a while. But, um, I mean, what do you make of it? I mean, it, it, it's quite clear from the stands today that people were chanting Vasaka's name uh, straight after an early ward error. Yeah, it's a little bit disappointing that the crowd will do that because, you know, what's Joel Ward thinking on the pitch if he hears that? It's a bit, it can be a little bit upsetting, but... Joel Ward was just the first 20 minutes was just an absolute shocker for him he's I've never even heard of that winger so P- Pereira was it yeah, was that yeah. the guy he was up against um, that's just probably my ignorance <laughs> excuse that but Joel Ward just lost him ended up rugby tackling him then brought him down again he was lucky to get away with a yellow card in the first instance then ended up getting another one and again they're just just like Brighton they're scenarios where you just can't see one Bissaka getting caught out like that yeah. His pace gets him out of that trouble. He's full of last-ditch tackles. In the video the club released this week where they interviewed one Bissaka and were talking about around him, Wilfred Zaha was saying he has this uncanny ability to get back and put in a last-ditch tackle. So everyone in the stands is thinking, well, one has played great and Joel Ward keeps getting in scenarios, caught out in scenarios where one Bissaka would thrive. So it's really, really frustrating to see and um, it was lucky not to cost us. Yeah, I think, I mean... It, uh... For years, I've I've moaned about Ward's inability to stop crosses. It's, it's driven me mad. Mm. And one of the first things Bissaka did when he got into the team was yeah. show how you stop a cross. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so I'm frustrated in that sense. But you know, um, Albert, a lot of people picking on Ward's sort of speed and speed of recovery in particular. Is it rustiness or is he or is he you know is he just a slow player? Well, you know, I'll give him some credit. It was nice to see him make the challenge that he should have made on his Kierdo last week, even if it was like a result in a terrible foul and <laughs> a, a yellow card. But, um, he's, you know, it shows he's listening. But, like, you know, like you've all touched on, I don't see why Wan-Bissaka's not back in the team based on, you know, say, Joel. You can understand last week playing him maybe for a bit more experience, but he didn't set the world alight. So you sort of think, well, there's a perfectly, you know, suitable right-back who's got more pace. You know who could come back in? I don't, it's it's just all a bit odd. Also, where's Fosu Mensah? He's he's disappeared. Um, after one one Saka came into the lineup, from then on, I haven't really seen much of him. You could have played him today. You could have played him today if he was. I don't know if he's fit, but I, I, I think he's fit because I, I haven't heard Roy say anything about Fosu Mensah being injured. You could have played him. Does he need to be coached too? I I don't think so. Well, no. Well, they, you know, he has a similar age to uh, the only thing. The only thing I saw. Well, and heard from Roy was that he said Fossey Mens is as much of a centre back as he is a right back. I don't know whether that means that he feels that uh, he has limitations at right back, but that's that's potentially what he meant by that. Go, I think going forward, he he lacks the ability, you know, to put in good crosses. But defensively, I think he's a fair option than Ward. He can he, he loves a tackle. He, he can slide tackle, just like Wan Bissaka. So it's interesting. I, I don't think we'll see him um, anymore this season. Yeah, I think at this point of the season where it's that late and you've ended up having one Bissaka come through and do as well as he has done, I think we've just pulled the wall, like pulled the curtains over that era and Fossimez is going to go back about getting much game time and that's it. I'd always, always, every time would rather see a Palace youth product come through and get game time over yeah. a Manchester United loanee at the end of the day and... Yeah, he showed some promise early on, Fossey Munster, but there was there's definitely a lot for him to learn, and you know he's actually younger than Wambasaka by a couple of weeks, so there's still a lot for him to learn as well. So it could um, he's going to need another year somewhere else, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, look, it was a good move for him because he's played a lot of games for us. It's, it's easy to forget that because he's been in and out of the team, but when you add it all up, he's played more games in the Premier League than he than he ever would have played if he'd stayed at United, mm. and probably if he'd gone many other places either, but. You know, like you say, he's not our player, so I don't really care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and he plays for them as well. That's yeah, one, exactly. That's yeah. one of the them clubs, isn't it? It is, definitely. <laughs> um, they're just not there on a screen. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, luckily the wife can't hear this. She's in the front room, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to take a little bit of a break before I talk about tactics and talk about our experience with Uber today. 
Well, what you? I mean, you've had quite a you know you've had quite a day with travel, haven't you? I have. I've, oh, I've just I've found out so many new things. <laughs> um, today, I I experienced that I could pay for my travel <laughs> directly with contactless through the Oyster Reader. I was excited by this and scared. So I don't know how long that's been a thing. Albert, uh, why? I'm going to say about four years, I reckon. Yeah, it's quite troubling. The, the most the most unfortunate thing about it was that. You went to buy a ticket from a machine. I mean, who does that anymore? <laughs> the machine doesn't take money; it only takes cards. And I said, "Oh, you can use your, you can use your contact list." Oh no, it was cash only. The it's machine, cash wasn't it? Only. Yeah, yeah, come on, mate. It's cash only. <laughs> Machine's <laughs> cash only. I was like, "Well, you, you know, you can use your card." No, no, it's cash only. No, 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 you can use your card. And we could have been there for about twenty minutes. But it was, like, no, it put was... your card on that yellow, th- and you'll come through. It's like a Chuckle Brothers routine, wasn't ah. it? Ah, <laughs> uh... not that good. Remember <laughs> <laughs> the Chuckle Brothers, dear? They remember you. <laughs> yeah. To me, to you, to me, to you. They had one song that I heard on YouTube. Chacha Chuckle Vision. No, no, no. It was, it was, like, it was like a rap. Every week they sang that. Do you know what? Not many people actually know oh, that. Was I, I, a mate of mine, uh, Matt Smith, from Crawley Church. Talk to who? Just, just, not that one. Oh. Just in case anyone knows, knows him, because so he, he deserves to be embarrassed by this. He owns a CD of the Chuckle Brothers album. I think he's like one of the only people in the world who actually has it. And it does have a rap on it and it does have a song called To Me To You. It's breathtaking. Um, uh, what's the what's the lyric they always sing? Don't do that, you'll make it slack. Hang on, I'll, I'll turn it back or something like that. Uh, that's in the rap. Good there. advice. It is. Uh, and also slightly seedy. Uh, anyway, a little bit of a diversion to talk about the Chuckle Brothers. That wasn't intentional, that just happened. Just well, yeah, that was that was the that was the getting to the game travel yeah. debacle, and then afterwards, then we were just hanging hanging around the back of a hospital <laughs> by the like the, <laughs> by the bins. Yeah, the bins were like <laughs> chemical waste only. <laughs> and then increasingly sort of strong rain shower. Waiting for an Uber driver who was doing laps of Watford, <laughs> which on a day like this is quite stunning, to be um, honest. What was his reason for being effectively still for 15 minutes? <laughs> he, <laughs> when I called him, he blamed the weather, <laughs> which was bizarre because, I mean, it was raining because yeah, we yeah. knew that because we were standing there, but it wasn't, you know, we're not talking like, it wasn't like Dante's Peak. It wasn't like a <laughs> raining fire and brimstone. No, no. What was his name? Uh, Sebash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, imagine if his, his next initials were T and N. He'd be the T N. And uh, Dr. We bumped into. You don't know his name, but it's, it's a guy called Steve. Who's uh, you remember our sponsor, CompleteScience.co.uk? Of course. That was that was Steve from CompleteScience.co.uk. Uh, if you do need signs, go to CompleteScience.co.uk. <laughs> we're not sponsored by him now. Free plug. No, but I, but I, you know, but he's a good guy. We'll cut that bit out. Um, You've just given away free. Yeah, I'm like that. I'm a generous guy. But uh, we talked talk to Steve afterwards, and he. Uh, Obviously revealed to you, Dr. That he uh, that he feels that you pretend to be black the way you speak, um, which is something he talked to me about before. Uh, I had to point out that you know you are from, you know you're you're one of our own. You're South London and pr- proud. Exactly. So I, it, what, this is my accent. But what was your uh, earlier reaction to to telling me about your posh voice? Oh, we are no. These Albert and Terrence didn't hear it. No, no. You, you uh, decided to put on a posh voice, didn't you? What happened? Um, it went. Oh, was I doing like? Yeah, it was, I, it was I extremely. <laughs> <posh>. <laughs> Essentially, Dr. was putting on a posh voice, but he went for a posh lady's voice for some oh. reason. It's quite disturbing. Me? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to try it now? Nah, I don't want to try it now. Oh, oh, that's that's right. Right. These boys are listening. Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what clothes, boys, fam? We'll get that one out of him at some point, I reckon. Yeah. So there you go, a little diversion. Back to the game. Uh, tactically, what the hell was the game plan today, Terence? Um, we stuck with well, obviously same starting eleven, same tactics that have worked for the last couple of games. Can't argue with scoring five goals across two games, um, but it's a little bit of a different proposition against Watford. Um, and if you think back to the game that we won two one at Sellers Park uh, earlier in the season, we started four four two in that game as well. With Benteke did start, but Zaha was very much alongside him as a striker. And we were very much not in that game for large periods, much like today. 
and um, you would have hoped that we would have learned from that the first time round and um, just stuck to a 4-5-1 which you know we played for the last 15 minutes in that game at Sellers Park came back won the game 2-1 and were largely brilliant and Zaha was unplayable on the left and um, but we stuck with a 4-4-2 and yeah, it just didn't work. I thought Watford were very, very big in midfield compared to us and they had three big units in there all over. Um, Milivojevic they targeted specifically, yeah. just did give, didn't give him any time on the ball whatsoever and we just couldn't get the ball moving and it just meant that Watford were on top of us for large periods and we were just penned in our own half. I felt when, they, when we did have possession at the back, they are quite clever in that whilst the front two obviously pressed the defence mm. the midfield actually dropped and they actually sandwiched Townsend and Zaha between yeah. sort of two of the, the two sitting midfielders and back four mm. and the back four stayed pretty rigid all game yeah. just just using lots of words like rigid and can I ask you a question yeah. you're, you're doing lots of really like managerial hand gestures yeah. do you do that when we normally do this show and we can't see you Almost definitely. <laughs> Almost definitely. In fact, if you listen out, there's lots of times where I knock stuff over. I've always been a fan <laughs> of this one. Yeah. Again, it's no, it's no good for the listeners. But uh, I always enjoy when I, I used to be a guy on a sat next to sat near in the homestead who used to do this all the time, where he'd get to about 60, 65 minutes. And he'd be doing this at the bench. I'm like, mate, (laughs) even if he's looking in your direction, all like from the bench, whichever manager it was at the time, if he's looking exactly at you, you can't see you do that. (laughs) If you like, there's been, I've come across some really annoying fans in my time. I was a couple of games running at away games. I just got stuck next to this same guy. And, um, he literally talked every player through every touch, like telling them what to do, instructing professional footballers what to do from row 50 in a stand where no one's going to hear you. And like I snapped, I think, an hour into the second game and I had to tell him, look, listen, mate, shut up. <laughs> to which his son, who was with him, turned around and said to me, thank you. <laughs> Had any more annoy- any annoying fans around you guys in the past? Only... Every day, every time I go to the yeah. well, I'll move it. I think I'm going to move this. There, there's a lot of it about with the Benteke situation at the moment. Mm. And that, again, we go back to, let's look at it today, right? So, again, yeah, well, oh, yeah. you know, I, I was frustrated about how long it took to make a change, but I also understood it mm. in some ways. But anyway, Benteke comes on. So the first thing you hear is about... I'd say 60% of the people around where we were, just run, Benteke, run, run. And you're like, right, I mean, he's jogged onto the pitch. <laughs> you, that, what, what do you want? Do you want him to run around in a big spiral, waving his arms around, whooping and just jumping? Because that constitutes effort, in your view. Mm. Or do you want him to go and stand in the position he's supposed to stand mm. and wait for some kind of degree of service, mm. right? I mean, I, I understand the frustration with him, but... Before he's even kicked a ball, when he's actually jogging onto the pitch, yeah. as a soul, people are already like, put some effort in, run, run. Yeah. And it's like, you've got to drop that. You've got to get that out of your head, because that is... And, and, you know, then it's the micro-analysis of every touch. Yeah. Don't... Like, anyone who's thinking now, you're an idiot, Chris. Oh, every touch he, touch he had bounced off him, blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you, micro-analyse every player. Do it. You know, certain people have, on our radio show have done it with other players before and developed a massive <laughs> hatred for them. So it is possible to develop a huge hatred for any player if you analyse every single time. The, be- the, be- the best example of that is when someone just said, you know, it's someone who's just completely lost all sense of perspective. They say, yeah. do something! It's like, <laughs> like, can you be a bit more specific? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there was a moment where he was, he'd taken up a really good position on the back post and the ball was out with Townsend looking to put across it. And Townsend failed to put across it like three times. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, Benteke, what are you doing? You're like... Where at Bournemouth away, Townsend put in two perfect crosses for Benteke, who was not on the field. <laughs> it's infuriating. It, yeah, really it really, is. really... And that's not to dog on Townsend because... I think he's been excellent yes. this season. Um, he's really gone under the radar, I think. And I was furious with him at Bournemouth and then gave him man the match and all the people were like, what? But you were mad at him for crossing the ball like when he shouldn't be crossing it and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, but he's still had a good game. Like He always puts in the effort and runs around and that's, I think that's what people want from, from Ben Teke, right? They want, they want him to run around like Townsend. Yeah. That's what they want. They want him to chase into areas he's not supposed to be chasing into. 
you know, sorry, Neil, you know, there's a bit, there's a bit, there is a bit of an argument there, right, in terms of putting in, putting in a shift, particularly, you know, those moments in games where you're, where we're, we're under a bit of pressure, mm. and the and the ball up to him is not precise; it's just being knocked long mm. in the hope that he'll get to it. You know, so really he can't make any real contribution. At those moments, you know, to do himself a bit of a favour, it probably would be good to chase in the channels a little bit, close down the keeper that little bit extra, mm. you know. But, I mean, he is a player who, who just, he tries to to come alive at the right moment, doesn't he? Mm. That's the type of player he is. And there's been a few of those we've had over the years, I mm. guess. But, you know, I, I, at the moment, he's he's on a hide into nothing. Yeah. Quickly on um, Townsend, I thought he had a dreadful game today. He was he, I, I, he was just nothing was working. Whether it does a pass or if it's going to cross, he would just take too long, too many touches, and and it goes back to the point where I think I said it to Albert. Um, who are you going to bring on, Chan Young Lee? Yeah. That's what we need to in some. We need to look at that position, look at wide midfielders because we desperately need one. If it doesn't work, we can't bring on anyone. And yeah, today we saw that we needed someone. Well, we can't. Obviously, you know, Bakri Sacco got injured, was mm. one of our options. But that's um, yeah, that's but yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, you know, yeah, Tanner didn't have his, his best game today. But I mean, again, it, but if he's not having his, his best game, he's still putting in, you know, putting in an awful lot of effort. What are you, what are you pointing mm. at? <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> a squirrel yeah. on my patio with a whole baguette. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, what do, we do, what do we do about that? Get a picture of that, Terry. Let's have to get that on the side. Where's he got that from? <laughs> that's outrageous. He was literally running up and down your garden, like, since we were king. That's why I keep looking there. Running up that thing. <laughs> <laughs> running up. <laughs> See, this is what you don't get when yeah. you're going by Skype. You don't get vermin in your garden with a whole... Literally a whole baguette. baguette. <laughs> Terrence, you yeah. get a picture. Um, sort of. It ran away from the baguette. It saw me and knew there was trouble. Because so, <laughs> yeah. he put a fox in the garden. Yeah. <laughs> Saw my foot long coming towards him. <laughs> well, we are still recording. Um, but yeah, as you say, you don't get that, do you? You don't get that. Skype kind of I think we can end the show there, and it's yeah. it's a unique twist. <laughs> well, a squirrel with a baguette. I didn't. I, didn't, I mean, that's that's got to be the title of the show, isn't it? It's a four-word review. A squirrel, a squirrel with, with a, a baguette. Yeah. There you go. Just seems like it's more because of all the syllables. Yeah. Mm. But talking about less, um, the change, was anyone else surprised that it was MacArthur that came off? Yes. No. Uh, y- yes. You and I looked at each other and kind of shook our heads. Yeah. Because yeah. I was expecting Kabai, mm. because obviously he tends to get subbed towards the end of games. But also, Loftus Cheek was blowing out his ass. Running only in one direction. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the feature of his game, isn't it? Um, he doesn't like to uh, to do the. Running back towards his own goal defending part. Um, I said to you at half time if Loftus Cheek was sort of four to five inches shorter in height, um, I think he'd have gone off. Oh, I'd have taken him off for um, Ben Teco at half time, but yeah. I think, yeah, because it, we were just getting bossed in any aerial battle until Ben Teco came on. I think Loftus Cheek probably got a stay of execution just based on his size. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We were looking for him further from the long ball one. Uh, when we played it but oh yeah ultimately I mean the first half was, was just awful it was a terrible terrible game of football uh, but one of the key moments came when uh, Wilf got into the penalty area uh, there was a coming together wasn't there of, of some sort um, it was one of those where Wilf did try to stay on his feet and stumbled went down got up and let's face it, he did claim a foul, didn't he? Mm. You know, he, he felt he had contact in the box that had caused him to go down. I don't think you're ever going to give it as a penalty. I certainly wouldn't expect it to be given as a penalty. Mm. Uh, but immediately it was Decore that came over, screaming at Zaha, motioning that he was a diver and pushed him in the chest. Mm. Uh, I mean, first of all, Terence's views on that, but also, you know, I think just views on the incident, but as well as how the referee handled it. Yeah, well, I think... Um I don't think it was a penalty. I don't think it was a dive. I think the guy he was up against, um, big lump, really pacey for his size as well. He did really well to keep up with him. And Zaha's made the move. The guy's lent on him. He stumbled, and then the guy's just shouldered him out. And I don't think it's a penalty. I can see why Wilf would appeal for it, because 
he's been tumbled in the penalty area, he's been outstrengthed, and you can see why he's going to appeal. It wasn't a overly drastic screaming appeal or anything no. like that. He just turned around and looked oh, at the, the referee. Um, I will say then, before Decore comes running over, uh, it does come off the what for the defender, and it should be a corner, and he gives a goal kick, which yeah. is just absolutely criminal. So I don't know what the linesman's doing there. But Decore is already on a yellow card, sprints 50 yards to push Zaha in the chest. Now, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't... I, I, it's much like going back to the Mane handball. Yeah. I, f- I feel like I'm taking crazy pills when I'm looking at the referee thinking, what have you pulled him aside to tell him exactly? Yeah. And then moments later, a couple of minutes later, the core is over in Zaha's ear again and nudging him again. And the referee again goes over and talks to him. It's like, well, what are you telling him that you haven't already yeah. told him over there? You, did you give him a warning? Did you tell him, you know, you want a yellow card, what are you doing next time you're off? But fair play to the Watford players, all the Watford players around the area just dragged him away and were clearly saying to him, like, what's wrong with you? Why have you sprinted 50 yards when you're on a yellow to start pushing a player? Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's a new Premier League referee and um, he looked out of his depth and a lot of it was de- um, down to being bullied by Deeney for the entire 90 minutes. Yeah, it was. Just, I felt Watford overall were incredibly cynical all game. I think, um, you know, the way they... I mean, they reacted to every nothing challenge, you know, the, and like you say, you know, Deeney in particular in the ref's ear, just applying pressure, you know, and I don't think that's a coincidence, I think they had targeted the referee, I think they'd seen that perhaps, you know, he's a new ref and he's, he's you know, he's, we've seen him in games be weak, you know, mm. I th- well, I'm assuming that that's the case, they've seen him in games, mm. you know, be susceptible to that kind of behaviour, but... Mm. Um, it was kind of a poor set of things to come, well, wasn't it, in terms of the way that... I mean, just the, the, the Decore thing, like, I'm not saying it's excusable, but if, if Decore was the, the player that had put the challenge in and, you know, Wilf's gone over, I'm not saying I'd excuse it, but, you know, you think, OK, you know, maybe heat at the moment, but the fact that he's, like, he's sprinted, like, 25 yards to essentially try and start a fight, call someone a cheat and, try, and gesture at the referee, which is meant to be a, an offence nowadays, you know, like... Yeah. It's just that it's an... It's a, Really disappointing decision, but it, like I say, it was atypical of the referee all afternoon. I mean, he and the, the linesman on that side had a mare of it. The ball went out about. I mean, I was right in line with that. The ball went out about three or four times during that game, and the lino just kept his flag down. And it, was, and it always happened to be when Watford were on the attack. It was yeah. they were just poor. But he wasn't I saw the, the really obvious one. I mean, I, I saw when it when it went out. Um, he he wasn't even looking along the line. No, I actually I, I looked at it and I was like, that's gone out. I looked down at him. He's looking diagonally across the pitch, and then what he was watching, there was another squirrel with a baguette on the pitch or something like that. <laughs> so the other, like the other indication of a referee and a lino who might you know might be a bit inexperienced is when a when a ball goes out for a throw in or, or a goal kick, neither of them are, you know neither of them are making a decision. One's looking at the other, yeah. like the lino's flag hasn't moved, the referee's arms haven't gone out to like gesture. Mm. They just seem really really amateur. I'm not I'm not blaming them for. You know, we weren't we weren't really good. You know, really good. Say, we I haven't seen the the um, penalty that we should have had, but you know, they were the, they were probably the worst thing on the pitch. Well, on this on this one here, it is exactly what Zaha talked in that Chris Grierson interview about about the Francis tackle in the Bournemouth game. Yeah, where Francis also accused him of diving. He's like, but you know, you have gone shoulder to shoulder with me, put your hands on me, and I've fallen over from contact. So you know I haven't dived. Yeah. Like you know you might have outstrength me and pushed me onto the ground or whatever, but you know I haven't dived, but there you are accusing me of diving. Yeah. When you know for a facts that you'll put your hands on me. And I just don't know how Decore can run as far as he did to get into his face and accuse him of diving when there is clear contact. It's it's, it's not just there's clear contact, it's just that from where he is when he starts his little run yeah. tantrum, he can't see anyway. Yeah, he's not even in a position to have a better opinion, I mean, a better opinion than the referee. No, yeah. we've all, look, we've all played in football on a football pitch, right? An eleven. We've, on the side well, pitch. we've tried. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you weren't, you weren't nearly one allowed because you had your glasses. You were exactly. Well, that was the yeah, that's fine. The side mate, come on. I was allowed <laughs> to play eleven side. But, <laughs> but anyway, I, uh, you know, when it's you know. Without teaching people to suck eggs, it's a flat surface. It's not like when you've got a review from the stands where you're at an angle mm. and you can, you can see round stuff. You're mm. looking along a flat surface at something that's happening quite some distance away. Mm. There's no way you can see the micro touch of, mm. you know, someone. There's no way you even know whether a ball's gone. Out. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. For your throw or a corner most of the time, you just... You just assume the people near to it are right, and if you know, and argue your case accordingly. Mm. Yeah. So for him to be so certain, that, well, he's not certain that Zaha's dope. To me, it's it's, a, it's more about the cynicism of Watford, about how their management team have set them up, and they've targeted, like you say, they targeted Milivojevic in the midfield in terms of getting numbers around him, stopping us playing through him, which also cut off Kabai quite a lot as yeah. well. The, the effects of isolated Kabai. But it's also you know, that's that's their that was their tactic for Wilf, mm. wind him up, mm. kick him, accuse him of diving. Mm. You know, it's, it was all so so cynical. But tying back in with what Terence just says, I wonder if it's part of like a self fulfilling prophecy. You know, he's got this reputation of a diver. You know, pundits and Chris Sutton, which I'm not going to lump in with pundits because he's useless. But maybe maybe the you know opposition players just think, well, we can take advantage of that. If even if it looks like it's a genuine you know yeah. claim for a penalty, if we all say he's dived. You know, all the all the stories are all over the press, and you know his reputation goes before him. So that's only you know that's something to sort of play on. Well, that's that's exactly what it was. Mm. Well, the rep- his reputation goes before him is the worst thing I've seen about all of this. Um, Robbie Savage was on BT Sport, as we've seen, and he was really defending Wilf, saying mm. Watford have kicked him all game. That's been all they've been to do, and that is a penalty. And then the pres- the presenter, who I don't know who it was, is arguing back at him, saying that it's his own fault for his reputation. It's like, well, no, it's not his own fault, it's for his reputation. And a classic example of this is, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but fair play to the Daily Mail, because they said it how it was and said Wilfred Zaha wrongly booked for diving in their headline. Yeah. But the BBC have gone with Wilfred Zaha as the most booked player since the start of the 15-16 season for diving, or 14-15 season. That's the third time he's been booked for diving, and all three of them have been proven not to be dives. Yeah. So that's a misleading headline in itself, which is feeding the agenda. Sky Sports' Twitter account have done exactly the same thing, saying that Zaha's booked for diving. It was like, not wrongly, nothing wrong like that. So they're just feeding into this media agenda, or what, for whatever reason it is. I don't know what reason it is. I've, I've heard a few well, things bounded around as why they might believe what it is, but he's, he's targeted wrongly because... Well, I don't. I don't know. It's, it's, an, it's it? an erroneous reputation. It? It's nothing. He hasn't. He's done nothing to earn that. It's you know. It's in, it's not in his. It's not in his control. Like it's. It's, you know, it's like Andy Johnson. Like when Andy yeah, Johnson got yeah, accused yeah. of it, it just takes its own its own momentum, and it will always be the case. It's. Ne- it's he's never going to be able to change that, which right. is just going to be hugely frustrating for him and us. The difference with Johnson is, I understood the Johnson one, right? I understood yeah. why people got frustrated at Johnson for diving because he would deliberately knock the ball seven yards away, never have any intention of getting it. Yeah. And collapse his legs into the goalkeeper, like just drag both legs and go tumbling over. Yeah, so, that, so that was weird. Johnson <laughs> was fully buying fouls, where Zaha is getting fouled. Like he's not, he's not trying to buy him. He's not leaving his legs. He's not hanging legs to try and get taken out. Um, I say, I reckon he's done that once, Bournemouth earlier this season. That's the only time I've ever seen him hang a leg and look for contact. So you, you ended up in this scenario where you know he's accused of diving constantly and. I still, I, I still haven't seen anyone point me to the direction of a dive. No. Point me to the direction of a I dive. Think, I think in a game, the only thing that could help Wilf is a VAR. If we had VAR today, you, you could but probably... You, you, you just... Could prob- you could probably see that it was not a dive. Whereas at referee today, I don't know how he even saw Wilf dive because there were so many like, players in, like, in front of him. So yeah. that was another... <laughs> yeah, but we didn't actually talk about that incident. I mean, it was... I've watched it back on the uh, the, the highlights um, briefly uh, on, on Sky. And it's it is quite a melee of players, and even the sort of second or third time I watched it, it was it's not completely clear. But when you actually see the foul, which is Mariapa, isn't it? Who, who was already on a yellow card? Yeah, exactly. Should be off. Slight sort of 
well, it just swings, doesn't it? And it brings his leg up mm. as, as the contact to make contact. Um, so I have that was so smooth, mate. No worries, no one noticed you uh, moving. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and Wolf obviously his face when he gets booked. Mm. It's it's you just cannot understand it. But when you talk about VAR, I just know we'll have we'll have some muppet who's at the other end of the camera making a decision. Mm. We'll call it a dive anyway, you know. And it's because it's such a fine line, and loads of players have been targeted with it in the past. It just seemed to be, you know. Do you remember when Gareth Bale was getting slaughtered every week? Yeah. Mm. Just just. And yeah. it's again another player who's extremely rapid, and like you said, it only takes the slightest contact, and you yeah. end up flying fifteen yards down the pitch, which is I, looks like you're making the most of it, but it's just physics. That's yeah, literally yeah. what happens. I've seen loads of uh, loads of fouls for the first time they happened. Mm. I thought oh, I might have been, he might have been looking for that a little bit, you know, the, particularly with with Wilf. But mm. I can honestly say, every time I've rewatched them. There's been contact in a position that I didn't initially notice. Yeah. So sometimes it's like the hip. There's mm. like a collision at hip yeah. level. Sometimes it's the opposite leg that I was looking at, and there's been yeah. a clip there. Well, the Man City penalty is the classic example of that, where everyone's looking at his legs and saying, "There's no contact. There's no contact. Yeah. There's no contact." Until you just look higher up the body, and Sterling's just shoving him in the back. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, it, yeah. Yes, there's no contact on the legs, but he's been pushed in the back from behind, yeah. like, whilst running. Whilst at running pace. at pace. Yeah. Just go. Yeah, go. Go and try it. Go outside. Yeah. Get, get a friend if you got yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> So when that squirrel leaves, we'll yeah. go outside and have a yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going out there now. I mean, the baguettes there, I can't see. Yeah, there's the a great stand. I feel like the squirrel's on the fence. Are you, I'm telling you, he keeps running Not politically. <laughs> and then there's a baguette there, and then I think he's, he's worried Terence is going to challenge him for so it. Where, where he is on the um, Zaha decision, he's on the <laughs> Yeah, But as I turned to the people all around me when the referee booked him for diving, I was like, and it's down the other end of the field from where the Palace fans are. I was like, well, it's not a dive. And I was like, well, how do you know it's not a dive from here? I was like, because he doesn't dive. That's how I know it's not a dive. I was like, I guarantee you that's a Stonewall penalty. It would be really bold of him to do that interview, like, what, how long yeah. ago was that? Like, eight days, seven days ago? Say, I don't dive. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Wilfred Zaha knows the spotlights on him. Yeah. So, are you telling me Wilfred Zaha's going to start diving? Why the, would he do it? On the only three o'clock kickoff yeah. on a Saturday <laughs> where, like, like exactly. there's loads of spotlight. The most annoying thing is that the players that do actually dive, they get away with like yeah. they don't get as much hate as Wilf does, and oh. Wilf doesn't dive. So we know it. We... it it's a, it is annoying. Like imagine being in Wilf's shoes right now. He doesn't dive, but the slack he gets from yeah. it is just unreal. No, we know what they say, don't they? The pundits call that. That's a very clever move. Yeah. It's a very <laughs> clever move by Luis Suarez. He's drawn. Oh, he's yes. drawn the foul. Oh, yeah. he, he, Eden Zaha, Eden, Eden Zaha, Eden, Zaha. Eden Hazard. <laughs> it's weird having players with Zeds in their name. Yeah, Hazard is the classic example of the clever player when yeah. he dives. That's clever, yeah. uh, and and obviously Gary Cahill's the other clever one. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, After the the Chris Sutton calling Gary Cahill clever for give, for giving away a penalty that wasn't yeah. a penalty. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, I'm looking at my notes that I was typing frantically whilst not looking. Yeah. And on 18 minutes, I've got Hennessy Love Dave. <laughs> and I think that was meant to be Hennessy Low Save. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hennessy Love does well. Maybe he does. Yeah. But he did make a couple of good saves. Maybe you're talking about because he's from Wales and David is the patient state of Wales. Is that right? Take your word for it. Most certainly. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what he loves. But I'm assuming you're talking about Joel Ward nearly scoring an own goal there, getting cut back across the goal. Oh, wow. Yeah, we didn't even mention that earlier, did we? Well, I mean, we haven't mentioned that we kept a clean sheet. (laughs) Me! No, I guess not. Which is, I'm I'm trying to frantically look into my phone to go back and work out when the last time we kept a clean sheet was. Oh, shit. Was it at Burnley? Burnley? One nil against Burnley. It very could, very well could be. I mean, the ball for both teams spent most of the time in the middle fifth of the pitch, mm. mainly in the air as well. Like, it's not surprised that you know there was no goals. It was a, it was a shocking affair. I mean, the fact that Watford probably edged it mainly in quality, you know, is a is a damning indictment of us because they were awful as well. Oh no, of course. Sorry, Huddersfield be kept a clean sheet. Yeah. Obviously. Oh yeah. yeah. 
Sorry guys, I just got a little bit, I just got a little message on my phone, a little bit, little, just a little bit shell shot there. I don't know, your Honesdale were user in it for the past, Albert. Yes. Uh, do you remember Alan Eagle one? I remember the name, yeah. Yeah, I met Alan a few times, he's just passed away. Oh, just, that's uh, perfect. So, uh, I'd like to make this show a fitting tribute to Alan. And I think the squirrel with a baguette is a fitting tribute to Alan. <laughs> he's, 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 he's back. He's back, he's back. He has a... A good sense of humour. I just uh, love bumping into into games. I haven't seen him for a while, so very sad. Very knowledgeable about the game as well. Uh, I think he played centre back in his youth, and I uh, was often talking to me about the uh, the quality of centre backs that we had. So a bit, bit of sad news there, but uh, yeah, obviously thoughts with his friends and family. Yeah, so. great uh, yeah. yeah, so um, but there we go. Um, you know, what a, what a fitting game <laughs> to be a tribute. 0-0 <laughs> like against Watford. <laughs> um, I don't know, it's, you know, it's difficult to, to find too much else to uh, to get into that. I mean, obviously, that's... I suppose we've got to talk again about the, the sub situation. We touched on it a little bit. Uh, there's a new charm, isn't there? <laughs> sub, 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 sub. <laughs> it didn't quite take off, but there, right. people were def- definitely trying to start it from happening. Yeah. Um, it was weird, I kind of got a little bit frustrated by it all on the grounds that maybe a more brazen manager would have made the sub at half-time, um, would have made the change. Um, obviously Albert alluded to perhaps it was because of Loftus-Cheek's height and that he remained on the field when perhaps he would have been the obvious choice to make the tactical switch to put Zaha in Townsend wide, move McArthur into middle, put Benteke or, or Serlot up top. Um, but then... Obviously, Roy probably knows a bit more than we do about um, football. Yeah, yeah. And um, obviously, given the benefit of the doubt, (laughs) (laughs) and 15 minutes into the second half, the tide started to turn a bit. And um, after what was a shocking first hour, we started to get a foothold in the game. Whether Watford have, you know, put in a lot of effort closing down our midfield, getting close to Milivojevic, as we was talking about. Um, Maybe they expelled a lot of energy in doing that. Had to make substitutions that weakened them slightly. And um, yeah, we really started to create chances. Of course, Milivojevic hit the corner of the, the angle with a goal with a free yeah. kick. Um, Tompkins had a header, uh, hit the post and nearly dropped down to Sacco, who yeah. Troy Deeney just nipped in front That's of him it. to yeah, clear yeah, it, it was, away. Little swipe from and there were plenty of good opportunities for Zaha as well. I mean, the Milivojevic free kick that hit the crossbar came about as a result of Zaha getting brought down on the edge. Yeah. Um, where obviously, I don't know what the referee was thinking because it must have been a dive. <laughs> but lucky, yeah, lucky to be on the pitch. So it was. It was funny that we were all getting very, very frustrated because the tactical change didn't come. But then we saw it through, rode out the rocky first hour, and then really started to look like the better team. Yeah, and then arguably drifted off when the substitution yeah. happened. So yeah, Roy could feel quite smug at that point. Yeah. But I think you know it's fair. It is fair to say for for the hour, as you point out, we weren't. The system wasn't right. For, for what the Watford that we were playing, mm. and it was you're probably right in saying that it was their changes that actually allowed us back into the game mm. with the system that we were playing. So yeah, you're you're right. It's got mixed feelings about it really. The, to not make a sub let us back in, but thinking thinking yeah. about it now, what we did against Brighton is that we gave like over the top three balls for Will and Andrews to chase. We yeah. we didn't really try that today at all. But it's it's quite weird. Why didn't we try the same? Tactical approach. It clearly wasn't working. Trying to play in, yeah. trying to play in midfield, which there were just there were too many Watford players. We could just couldn't go past the midfield. So why didn't he switch up at half time? To you know, I think it comes from that came from the lack of ambition of the Watford fullbacks. Um, if you think Mariapa played right back for them today, and he played right back quite a lot under Pulis, yeah. and um, he was not shy in getting forward. And in this game, he barely crossed the halfway line, and it was the same on the other side as well. So that that ball was just nowhere near as available as much as it was in the Brighton game, where there was that disconnect mainly because they were a bit the defenders were very confused into what they were supposed to be marking. And yes, and then you've also got the you know Brighton very openly talked about that and talked about their struggles in picking up their movement, sitting off the defence, where undoubtedly Watford would have picked up on that and that's something they would have worked on and in the areas that they should be standing in to prevent those situations from happening. And um, so I think that's pretty much... But it's, it's, but it's that where you see... I mean, I think about 10 minutes in, DR was saying, we're going to me, we're going through the centre way too much. We've still, we've still got to use the width. 
you know, it's still there to be used. And we didn't use it at all. Mm. But I think when what we've just talked about, it was quite clear what Watford had done to negate us. And it's exactly as you say, it's, a lot of it's about the fullbacks. As, as I said right at the top of the show, it's you know, the, the back four stayed as a rigid back four. And I enjoyed using the word rigid and I enjoyed it again. <laughs> um, but in, in doing that, that's where you're crying out for the change. And you just, you think, I'll be honest with you, I wanted to see Serloff off the bench today. I didn't, I didn't particularly want to see Benteke because, I, as I said, I think he's on a hide into nothing. I don't think, I think the best time for him to play would be in a front two with Serloff. Mm. I think that's, that's if we're going to play 4 4 2, we're going to, we're going to, Stick Andrus and Wolf back out wide, and mm. you know someone's going to have to miss out in midfield there. But that's what I would do. I play. I think Benteke needs that foil up there with him. Yeah. Well, it would have been nice in that game to bypass that midfield that was dominating. Basically, there's no, there's no other way around it. Um, you know, Milivojevic and Kavaya took a had a really really tough time of it today. And then if you've got Benteke and Serlot and Townsend and Wolf on the flanks, um, you can just bypass that midfield. But um, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. It is. It's now, but do you like that phrase? Who said that? Um, yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, it's I don't because they brought on Andre Gray, didn't they? And they sort of went, you know, they, I don't know if that was their attempt to go for it. But obviously, with Andre Gray and Troy Deeney on the pitch, you know, they've gone for sort of. I mean, Troy Deeney's not the biggest, but he's still a lump. You know, they've gone for sort of two up front, and they're probably going to go a bit longer and try and nick something. And I, I don't know if I was just being a bit reactionary. I thought, well, why don't we, why don't we match up and put Sola on as well? Because you know, by that point, Loftus Cheek was definitely. Definitely, you know, hanging a bit, um, but maybe Roy. You know, again before the game, I probably would have taken a point. I think if we get a point in all of our remaining games, then that's probably more than enough. I can't see Southampton coming back. So, yeah, maybe you know, it, it, it was a bit heat at the moment. It was, like, you know, but it's a tricky one. Like, like I say, Ben Tech is a hiding to nothing. Serlot's got to be given chances one way or another to come on and sort of express himself a bit. So maybe today was the day, but. My heart would always go for Benteke. I felt I did feel it was there for the take of the game, though. I really did. I, I thought, particularly as we started to build that momentum, I thought that I, even though, like you say, Terence, it was working at that moment, I thought well, actually would have, that would have been the ideal opportunity mm. to to change something, to chuck some, someone on, and just and really push them back. You know, you imagine having a, a couple of big strikers as we were firing in three, four corners in a row. That kind of stuff. Mm. That's where you you know you win games like that. But ultimately. I mean, you know, DR could be a point that keeps us up, couldn't it? it yeah. You know, it's it just makes it that much harder for the teams below us, you know, and in particular looking at Southampton to, to get, because they've now got to get at least 35 and better goal difference. Yeah, so they need to win, I think, two out of the next four games, which is which is not going to be easy. But I won't be surprised if they do, because we're Palace, <laughs> so something like that could happen. But yeah, well, the point today, I think, is a good point. Every point does matter at this stage or season. Don't do it. What? Don't say respect the point. <laughs> no, respect the point. I'm, I'm going to say it. Respect the, respect the point. Respect the point. Today, he it, said it, it a lot. It. She told him not to say it. And he repeated. He said it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, now you can punch me. I'm not going to say Yeah, I'm happy with the point today. I think every point. Next game is against Leicester. Leicester. Leicester at home. And at home, we're usually better. We have a yeah. good. We have a Good home record, so hopefully you'll get three points against Leicester, and I think that could be yeah that oh, would be if enough. we go down after after getting three points against Leicester, then something's yeah. gone really wrong somewhere. And you, what you've got to remember is, is Southampton and Stoke both have to play Swansea, yeah. So those teams cannot pick up the maximum amount of points in their games. Not all three of them can do no. that, right? So, and then. Swansea beneath us is it of Huddersfield gone beneath us today as well so yeah. you've also but got a game in hand yeah but, you've, but it's again that game in hand doesn't mm. mean anything to a team down there does it because they'll likely lose it and their goal difference is just going to get worse so it's very I'd hate to say impossible but it would blow Oldham out of, this, out of the water if we managed <laughs> to get relegated from here I think yeah definitely definitely Right, that was nice, wasn't it? Do we have anything else we want to talk about? Any more incidents from today that we forgot, that we claim we were going to mention that we haven't? Um, no, I was just... DR nearly fell over a bit. DR did nearly fall over. But luckily we were near a hospital, so if he had fallen yeah. over... Oh, yeah. yeah. He didn't disrespect that hospital, though. Yeah. He used to like cleaner-looking hospitals, or what? Yeah. Uh, Daniel Ems. <laughs> wow, see, look, I don't I don't say them words. And people still call me, you know, gangster. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the joke 
I mean, you have turned up at my house with some millionaire shortcake bites, so you're you're clearly not one to be reckoned with. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, Albert has talked a lot in the past about cups of tea. Yeah. Hambo, and you've, you've had a cup of tea in the um, Curly household today. I have. How, how was it? Obviously, it was made by Mrs. Curly, not by the man himself. I say, I mean, I, I like uh, a sweetener in my tea these days because of the old uh, type 2 diabetes. <laughs> I'm a, uh, I'm a, I, I prefer a sweet tea. But I, I do often have a unsweetened tea as well, though, when I'm feeling good. Mm. And uh, that was an excellent cu- cup of tea. Did was, she leave the tea bag in? No, God no! I would have, I'd have gone in. I'd have gone mental if that had <laughs> Can I just ask why didn't you get type one diabetes? Oh, because that, well, that you're born with that, really. It's oh. like a, it's like a complete failure of the pancreas. Then if it's like, if it's like a choice. No, like, you, I didn't. Well, for type two. They didn't send me like an email with a survey. <laughs> <laughs> Type 2. Type 1 diabetes. Limited spaces available. <laughs> That's why we have to immediately start injecting yourself eventually. Mm. Whereas I'll only have to do that if I carry on drinking and eating the same thing as I keep eating and drinking now. It was that three wins in 27, wasn't it? That period. It really that was where the type 2 diabetes came it, from. Uh, do you know what? I, and I, I hate to say this, and it is a word of warning for any, any youngsters listening in. It was, it was genuinely going to every Palace game for the best part of two and a half, three years. And I know it's something that you've exceeded, Terence, um, and it was continuously drinking and eating the wrong things and all that kind of stuff. That actually did it, in all seriousness. So a little bit of a health warning. I weirdly... Um... Dio's pushing his <laughs> box of delights and two spare Hershey bars. This is, this is Dio's takeover bit of whole radio. Yeah. <laughs> Kill off Hambo's. And I, I, can I, be really, I really like millionaire shortbread as well. I <laughs> so want to eat them. Yeah, have, I, you can have one. <laughs> that's exactly it. So it starts, do you? Uh, yeah, have one, then two, then. You want to stop flashing that shit around because that squirrel's going to like kick the door in and, 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 and make a claim. So what am I missing with this stone bucket? <laughs> <laughs> Man's got shortbread. <laughs> it's called millionaire bites. But All right, mate. Millionaire bites. Well, they're not millionaire. Well, they're called. In Tesco, they would be in there, but other other supermarkets are available. I'm sorry, <laughs> that, I'm sorry, there's not a Tesco's at the end of my road, DR. Sorry, mate. Yeah, everywhere's closed around here. You can tell you not. Everywhere's <laughs> closed around here. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, there's a lot of shutters. I did, I did see that. It's weird. Yes, uh, not quite South London. What's that? <laughs> not on my house. I just. <laughs> 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 oh dear. Right. <laughs> 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 it's difficult to know how to end these things, isn't it? I can't just say, um, FYP did a 250th pod, didn't they? And they had like a big elaborate cake yeah, with graf- like nice graphics and candles and stuff. Yeah. What did we say this This was our... 400, it was 412th it's going to be because we haven't released the, uh, the Love Sport show as a time let's, talking. Let's gloss over that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, because it's our 412th show, I went out and bought a, a chocolate Swiss roll. Nice. Actually, double chocolate Swiss roll. I mean, I didn't get around it's to putting any candles in it, but no. you know, again, you—it's an affront on you, really, isn't it? Because yeah, again, it's... you can't enjoy that. No, I can look at the box though, uh, and he's low in salt, which is. Uh... I mean, that's a, surely that's a prerequisite for a Swiss roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably yeah. right. What do you mean it's got? What do you mean it's not salty? <laughs> <laughs> Keep <Yeah>. it. <laughs> but that's that's for you. Four hundred. You've done. So what? You must have presented what. At least 400 of those. Oh, no, well, the thing is, we've, we've counted preview shows for the last two years as well, so that's... That must be around 50 or So you've done about... So about 50 of those old T-bones presented. Um, well, I think... I missed someone on Honeymoon, Albert. You uh, stepped in nicely yeah. on those. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, this, this, this chocolate Swiss roll was a, a, a way of getting that. Like, thanks from Terence. Oh, how many have you done, Terence? Oh, yeah, you didn't do those because you're on honeymoon. <laughs> but, um, no, I once, it was a couple of years ago, I once calculated how much money that I determined Mikey owes me based on my hourly rate at work <laughs> versus. Uh, how much I was that? To, it, I, I can't remember. It was in the tens of thousands of pounds. Oh, my God. How much do you get paid? Too much. Way too much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a Jaguar on my drive, and I mean, God knows Stop bringing up my Jag, he I'm does sorry. that. Don't bring up the drive fact. A jag. It'll alienate me from the listeners. <laughs> top of the range Jag. 
He, park, he parks it next to Parrish's Lamborghini um, <laughs> before games. It <laughs> doesn't look yeah. out of place. Hey, it's alright, it's a nice car, you know. But, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're saying the money from all the advertising from the podcast is coming in soon, right? Yeah, it is, guys. Yeah, yeah I'm going to... Uh, yeah, I'll let you know about that. <laughs> no, this, this is the type of reason why we've decided not to crowdsource next year. Because people might think I'm paying for my jag with listeners' money, which I'm not, right? Mm. I don't know if people may think that. I think people... I mean, I think it. You think <laughs> it, right, okay. Uh, Do you know what? I'm taking back the Swiss rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the benefit of the listeners, he has actually taken back the Swiss rock. Um, yes. Wow, wow. Harsh. But Harsh. fair. Yeah. But guys, I use it as the official whole radio transport. I've, I've driven it onto tram tracks for you. Yeah, <laughs> yes, um, I thought it just had enough with life, and that was it. We were just driving the wrong way down the tram track. Was the that the journey back from Bristol City? Yeah, yeah. that got awkward, didn't it? Oh, that was horrendous. <laughs> it's like, am I, am I supposed to be on these? No, I'm not supposed to be here, mate. He was like, uh, like back to the future. Doesn't he put on the tram line yeah. in one of those? But as soon as I start reversing, sort of swung it round, and all of a sudden I was facing a tram. <laughs> and it started did flashing get, its lights at me. Did you get a fine? I still couldn't work out how to get out of there so in the end I saw that there was like uh, I could see the cab rank by the station so I was like I just drove over all the curbs until (laughs) until I got to the cab rank and drove back over the curbs to get to the road I just couldn't don't worry my first Uber ride uh, managed to go in the tram tracks as well and I managed to go up a pavement (laughs) so yeah you know you drive an Uber do you mean no, you're my first Uber ride? Yeah, my first Uber ride. Yeah, my well, you first did Uber say, ride. Oh, your Uber, hang on a second, explain that. My first Uber ride. Alright, so the driver did all that? Yeah, well... What did you rate him out of five? I don't rate anyone. But <laughs> I was nervous, my heartbeat was like... Did it feel like a game of GTA? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. I was like, this is what everyone is, what, is, what, is, what, is, what, is Uber. <laughs> I was going to say Crazy Taxi and really show yeah, my honest. <laughs> I like what Dio's done there though. He can't, he hasn't managed to do you kill you with the, the sweet goods, so he yeah. just can report you to the council yeah. for, for driving recklessly. What, I think there's beef. I'll say, look, there's yeah. beef. There is a bird has now come to uh, take on the squirrel. Yeah. This is. I mean, <laughs> you can get this on like planet. What's what's the thing with that amber? Planet Earth. Blue planet. Well, well yeah, it's not blue. That's water, water one, isn't it? Yeah. Come on, mate. You don't get. That's you, why it was blue. You don't get squirrels on that. Oh, you're right. Water squirrels, I think. I say, uh, did anybody notice that they introduced Watford at half time as Troy Deeney and the Golden Boys? No. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like Which sounds like a really exotic dance troupe. <laughs> wow. That's the highlight of the game. Yes. Come on, you Golden Boys. That's what she kept saying when they came out before the game and before, at half time. Quote on quote, come on, you Golden Boys. Did you have a chuckle about that, Terrence? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've all done that. Yeah. It appealed to my um, my inner child, that's for yeah. sure. Oh. <laughs> Let's not talk about your child. <laughs> I'm trying, trying desperately to find an exact point to end this show without ending it on something sordid, and you're really not helping. Uh, but uh, and Plus, you know, we've got bird versus squirrel versus baguette going on. I think you should go out there and get involved. <laughs> Try and get if you if you get that baguette back in this house without getting rabies, you can have the Swiss roll back. <laughs> well, I'll go and try and do that, uh, listeners. So thank you. For I'm going to go and open the door for you. Thanks for uh, joining us, and uh, I'm going to need to press stop on this so you don't hear what happens. Oh God, it's going straight for him. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. 
Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.